Welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to my true calling as a visionary strategist and coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and discover the joy of entrepreneurship, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. This is your host, Sherry Miter. And this is part of our Clifton Strengths series that we've been doing. And I wanted to talk to you today, not about one of the themes, but about weaknesses. (laughs) And, and how uh, Gallup and Clifton Strengths looks at the weaknesses. And I hate that word, I got to tell you, but they're the bottom of your 34 report. So if you've done the Clifton Strengths report from Gallup, um, and if you haven't, just Google Gallup Clifton Strengths and you will find the report. As you've heard, I highly suggest you you spend the money for the four, I think it's $49.99, do the full report. You're going to get so much more valuable information than just the top five. Now, if you're on a budget and you, you're not quite sure, do the top five. It's $19.99. You'll get started with some info. But the full report, it rates all 34 of your themes, which are basically your talents put into buckets. So these themes, the bottom ones are what you're not strongest at. I like to think of them as your energy zappers. They're the things that when you have to do them, you can do them. You're capable of doing them. You're capable of using those talents, but it's just exhausting when you have to. And if you had to stay in that zone all the time, you would just not feel fulfilled. You'd probably be very dissatisfied with your, if we're looking at it as a job, um, you'd be very dissatisfied there. You would just be surviving, not thriving. So that is why Don Clifton was very big on, let's look at what you're naturally good at and focus there rather than working on our weaknesses. Now, Gallup's definition of weaknesses, Gallup defines a weakness as something that gets in the way of success. The challenge for coaches is most people don't understand the true nature of weaknesses and what to do with them. So that's what I want to talk to you today. Um, The strength-based approach to your career, to your life, is to focus on the strengths and manage the weaknesses. So it doesn't mean that we're going to totally ignore the weaknesses, but we're going to learn to manage them. And I'm going to give you four ways to do that today. So, but first of all, when you look at your report, of course, human nature is we normally always gravitate to the bottom. Like, what am I not good at? And we, you want to be aware of that. Like I said, we're not going to ignore that. But just acknowledge that they're there. And then ask yourself these two questions. Does my role require me to behave in ways consistent with this theme, but I feel drained when I do? And two, does my lack of intensity in this theme ever undermine my success? Now, for some of the themes and for some of you, you may look at that as like, "Ah, 
I really don't even need that. So I'm okay. I don't need to investigate it. I don't need to look at it. I can pretty much ignore that theme. You'll find there'll be some like that, hopefully. But for others, there are things that you you just kind of got to learn to do occasionally. Again, the goal is just to learn to manage them. So for instance, my bottom five are consistency, discipline, context, restorative, and harmony. (laughs) So especially discipline and harmony, there are times I need that. Like harmony is like keeping peace amongst people. Um, Discipline's being like head, nose down, getting things done. So obviously there's times I have to muster those things. If I didn't work in discipline or harmony, especially, then that wouldn't be good. That would get in the way of my success. So I have to learn to manage them. So what are four ways that you can do that? If you look at yours and you think, well, I kind of need to do these occasionally. Number one is the best strategy is to use a different theme that will achieve the same outcome. It just works more in the nature of how you approach things. So the outcome's the same, but it's just a different approach to it. So for instance, for me, with discipline, I have activator, which likes to get things done, and I have focus in my top 10. I also have maximizer. So I rely on those three talents to help me get things done, especially focus. When I really have to concentrate on something, I know I need no distractions and put myself on a timer and I just sit down and I just get to work. And that's how I can achieve things without needing strong discipline. Um, So you may be able to do that, rely on some of your top 10 or even your top 15 themes instead of looking at that bottom one to achieve the same results. If you can do that, that's just going to be your natural tendency to how you're going to be productive. And the outcome, like I said, is the same. You're just approaching it differently than, say, somebody else who might have a stronger discipline is going to approach things different than the way I do. Second thing is, and this one I really, really love, is to collaborate. So find partners that are strong where you're with your week, uh, where you're weak. Um, partner with them. So they can support you. They can help you. Sometimes they can take it over. I like to look at that as outsourcing. If you are an entrepreneur or a small business owner, can you outsource the tasks that would rely on those bottom five and have somebody else do them completely? You don't even have to worry about them. Or find somebody to partner with that will come alongside you to make sure that it gets done. Like details. I'm not a detail person. Not sure where that falls in line in here, but I've learned to just outsource a lot of things in my life and my business that I just don't have to worry about the details as much anymore. That gives me so much more peace and freedom and the result's still there. Number three, minimize the effect. If you can, avoid working in areas of weakness. If you can't, develop a support system, process, or strategy. So the support system does for you what you can't do for yourself, or if you can help, or it can help you get better at doing something you already, you're already good at. So technology, different work structures, um, purposeful habits. 
So it's kind of like putting things on automation. It's getting the systems in place. I've always heard that, you know, get your systems in place. So get the systems in place that you need so that you don't have to really spend a lot of time in those bottom areas that you're not stronger in. So things still, the process is there, the outcome's still there. You just don't have to put your hand on it as much or spend as much time in that area because you have the the technology, the system in place to take care of things. And number four, just do it. Like Nike says, (laughs) there may be times when you just need to suck it up and do it, buttercup. And what I have learned in those times when we have to work in areas of our non-strength is focus on the outcome, not the steps. Negotiate the best way for you to complete the job. Um, When I have to do things in my business or when I had to, because I have outsourced and automated so many things today, I don't spend as much time in there. But on the occasion that I do have to do something I don't really like to do, I've learned to almost play a game with myself and it's, um, or a reward. So Playing a game, maybe just having the strategy is like, okay, if I do this, then I'm going to be able to do this and then I'll be able to do this and using my strategic brain to kind of get a plan. So it's a little easier for me to handle. Or if it's something that I just need to sit down and do, I will make sure that I will get my own reward at the end, whether it's to be able to... um I remember there was, I used to have to do a project way back when, before we had, we could outsource things. I used to have to do my newsletter. It was a lot of detail and I just didn't like that. So my reward was I could stay in my PJs all day to do it if I wanted to. (laughs) And I didn't have to worry about anything else that day. It was just that day to get that done. And that was kind of my reward. Or maybe your reward is like, okay, I'm going to get it done by two o'clock. And if I finish this task by two o'clock, I get to go play golf or I get to go meet my friends for a cocktail or take a nap or whatever it is, reward yourself with ice cream. You know, it's finding those little reward systems when you have to stay in that. Or sometimes it's that, you know, if you have to do that task that relies on talent from your bottom themes it's going to exhaust you. (laughs) So plan accordingly, plan your day accordingly that maybe you know that night, maybe you don't want to go meet friends for drinks, but maybe you know you're going to give yourself permission to sit and watch Netflix the rest of the night and that's your reward um, because you're exhausted from it. So sometimes you just have to do it. So again, the four steps for like managing your areas of weakness or the energy zappers on the bottom of your Clifton 34 is one, apply one of your other dominant themes to get the same outcome. Two, collaborate with somebody else or outsource it. Three, minimize the effect by automation, using technology, getting structures and systems in place. Or number four, just do it, but then reward yourself. And the big thing to remember is we don't want to spend too much time 
worrying about our weaknesses. We manage them. But where a lot of people think is that, well, if I just spend time there and I work at these, I can get even better at them so they won't be weaknesses. And that's not really the way it works. You may get a little better at it, but you're still never going to be amazing at it. Whereas if you spend the time honing in on your top five, your top 10 talents, you can be amazing at things and they'll shine as your superpowers. And the more the superpowers can take over, the less your areas of weakness or low energy zapper or energy zappers, they'll start to matter less and less to you because you're so much working in your area of strengths and superpowers. Um, And remember, you'll be successful because of who you are, not because of who you are not. I just heard that this week in the the Clifton Strengths training I just did. So anyway, there's a little bit on how to manage the areas of your weaknesses. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And as always, I would love to see what's your top five. Um, Maybe share what's your top five and what's your bottom five. Um, Be great conversation. All right. Thanks, my friends, for listening. And if you found this useful and helpful, please share it with a friend. Hey friends, thanks as always for listening to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I really do appreciate your time and for you being here. And a few quick things before you do go. Number one, if you haven't yet, can you leave a review if you find these shows valuable? Reviews really do matter to iTunes and to others so that they know this episode or this podcast is worth taking the time to listen to out of the millions of podcasts out there. And you never know, I might just read your review on a future episode. Number two, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can be one of the first to know when a new episode downloads. And three, if you've been enjoying this series on the Clifton Strengths 34, this is a huge one. Can you take a screenshot? Post that picture on your Instagram or Facebook account. Make sure you tag me in it and let me know why you loved that episode and what you're enjoying about the series. And of course, if you've done the Clifton Strengths assessment, make sure to include your top five. And number four, and the last thing, if you take your assessment and you feel a little stuck and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this information right now, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available on email and of course, the DMs and Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to talk you through how to really tap into your talents so you can turn them into your superpowers and your strengths. Thanks again for listening to the show.